title like that I started with, I have to back it up. Yeah, I've had a chance to uh, really look into the Z archives in terms of the chosen one. Now, you remember, first of all, greetings in the name of the Most High. I'm uh, got a long road to recovery here, so, you know, it's hard for me to last the same time, I mean, when I was in the hospital, I had, I could go a couple hours there, I think maybe from just being alone there. Um, but lately here, it's it's been almost no task that I do can, can have a lot of focus more than about an hour at the time just uh, because of uh, fatigue. And... Uh, the lack of being able to catch a breath and things like that, just, you know, kind of a 
really left me in a little bit of a tough spot here. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine because I think in some ways the more, I don't know, tuned in things are set under stress or under limitations rather than just having it all open. You know what I mean? There's like a kind of a governor on this thing, which is the, uh, which is the weakness that I, that I um, unfortunately have. So thank you for bearing with that. I appreciate it. Uh, of course, I appreciate you. And I, what I want for you is to uh, be able to, to walk through this world without getting hurt. I mean, I think that's one of the main reasons we exist is, is trying to, you know, to make it easier on people after us that don't go through the same, you know, horrors that uh, that we did, that I did, and um, and that just basically, you know, and begins with. Name your pick of gang stalking, gaslighting, not giving a damn who commits suicide or who dies. They don't care who dies. You know this. Okay, so that's that's your system. That's the system doesn't care who dies. The system doesn't care who lives. The system doesn't care about you or your family or anybody else. All they care about is themselves and their own power. That's something that we already know, but we may not know it to heart, like understand it's the system. Oh, yeah. And accept it. Okay, so along comes the next chosen one, who is also a daughter of darkness, uh, Taylor Swift. What a name. Swift. It's like a swift uh, descent. <laughs> um, we went through this already with the, you know, the Super Bowl, which is one of the biggest influencers in the world, if not the biggest. And as a result, the queen of uh, the NFL right now is Taylor Swift, chosen by her and by the powers that be. Uh, also one of the first billionaire entrepreneurs of, of music and dictates what music is, which is hard for me to believe that, well, that pop music would ever reign supreme compared to uh, music I grew up with. But it doesn't really matter because they choose... Rap when it's convenient, they choose pop, they choose rock, they choose whatever is going to sell their message. And what is Taylor Swift there for? She's there to sell you on America. America's great under the current regime. We don't need to go to the horrors of Donald Trump or whatever. So that's, so there's no, so the amount that they're going to pay her is unlimited uh, for providing that service. For influencing all these kids, I mean, she influences up to up to twenty percent of 
people will probably, you know, vote the way she wants to vote just because of her. So that's a lot of people because she has a lot of fans. Why? Because people, they don't... You know, back in the day, we had, you know, vinyl. We had beautiful artwork. We had liner notes we would read. And we'd get into the artists. There could be an obscure artist. It could be a mainstream. It could be anybody who had an album that we could go listen to. And uh, there were a lot of great artists and a lot of different sounding people. Like there was a folk influence and... In, in popular music, which was mainly rock at the time in L.A. and uh, in the L.A. music scene, which started coming on with FM. And, uh, you know, there was the San Francisco scene, you know, the uh, Janis Jop- Joplin type. There was Jimi Hendrix. There was Bob Dylan had been influential for a few years before that all hit. And the Beatles and Motown, and all of it was kind of jumbled together, especially on the AM stations, which were falling out of favor, and the FM was coming on. Um, so people had their own, you know, idea of stars and, and, and all that. We didn't have the, the, the queen diva, you know, the controlling, um, uh, you know, the controlling dominatrix diva like a Taylor Swift and people ask about well what does it really mean for America well what it means and this is why it's a it, it's a news item uh, she is entirely destructive for people's uh, freedom and for their peace of mind and for anything Completely, complete destructive figure. And is there to sell you and sell people on the idea that uh, the world is great as it is and it's progressing in the right direction and uh, everything is fine. She lives in a bubble within a bubble. You know, sort of a little Tinkerbell in there, in that bubble. Doing her pirouettes in under a glass uh, you know, scenery with uh, fake snow when you when you shake it up in water. She is a uh, a beguiler. I think we can understand that. And I, I re- recall the time that somebody was uh, in the engineering department of her music. And the mother of this person was telling me, oh, you know, you keep my son in prayer that he doesn't get, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, she's, you know, she's a chosen one. She's, you know, all the chosen, are, all, all chosen are psyops. We had Lady Gaga, that didn't convince anybody, I guess. That didn't quite work. We had Katy Perry at one time. That didn't quite work. Now we've got Taylor. And she's got those good Barbie looks, right? She's got that whole blonde thing going, that whole uh, blonde, blue-eyed, all-American girl. She ain't no all-American girl. She's there to convince the public 
that uh, to not rock the boat, to keep things in gear, to keep them going, and to not make any changes politically. And, and you know, look at the NFL. And she actually feels that she's built up the NFL. I mean, there's no end to her uh, self-satisfaction and self-aggrandizement on the achievement she's made. There's really not much in the way, you may have noticed, not much in the way of um, star quality hum- humility. That star quality humility, you know, the, the people vote, you know, the Marilyn Monroe, the, the kind of, you know, uh, oh, you, you know, there's, there is one star, what, what was her name? The, um, eh, never mind. But they would say how lucky they were and how grateful they are to be, you know, to be chosen for this role, to be, you know, so, so, so that's what we have. And um, the whole uh, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, relationship at the Chiefs games is another you know, designed to, uh, you know, get you all into observing this beautiful love affair and and to get you into a Disney state of mind. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's almost uh, uh, magical. And, and if it seems a little impossible, um, uh, it may be what I have heard is that uh, the relationship is not really as glamorous as, you know, probably down the road you'll hear about a divorce or something or, a you know, breaking up. Um, but uh, it was a chance to blend the brand of Taylor Swift with the NFL and that overcame all the problems of the NFL. Remember, they couldn't fill up a, a stadium. Remember Bud Light, the Bud Light thing. Remember all of that. Um, okay, so the people that would like Taylor Swift homogenized, all Americana, the all American girl. She's a, an American girl. She's an American girl. This is the way America should really be, a role model. And um, every step of the way is uh, control. Uh, If you want to end being harassed by the system, i.e. call what you want, gang stalking, whatever you want, any of that, if you become a Taylor Swift fan, I'll bet you anything, it would stop. Huh? Huh? Do we have any any proof out there? It would completely stop. It would be a uh, uh, yeah, I do believe it would stop because because Taylor Swift represents the establishment, and she represents Larry Fink and George Soros and Maui. And Oprah Winfrey, and she represents Congress. She represents Biden. She represents the border. She represents the world the way it is. 
She she represents war in the Middle East. She presides over it. They'll have Taylor Swift uh, busts and things to put on the head of ships to have the ship going forth into war with Taylor Swift on the front. Um, now, fortunately, I have my uh, what what I've done and, and to shield myself from the mind control is avoided. Most everything, like, and I'm not really interested in the music. I'm not interested in the, in her look and her dancing, or you know, her, her dancing around her little choreograph things. I'm really not. I have absolutely no interest. I don't feel it's anything American. I feel it's just another manipulation. It's another, you know, SpaghettiOs advertising, right? It's more Bud Light salvation. It's um. You know, a hole in the head. It's 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 basically I give up. My goddess is Taylor Swift. I buy her records. I go to her concerts. I vote for Biden. I vote for you know Antifa, Black Lives Matter, blah 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 blah. blah. Our new society, no borders, open globe. Anything goes. Kill off, you know, four fifths of the people first. And enjoy your heinous and disgusting hell of silicone and starvation. And uh, and also stupidity. Larry Fink is known for being the dumbest of the dumb. He's not actually known that way. You know, he's good with finances. Like a lot of them, like, I think Jamie Dimon's in the same category. They're good with finances. They're good at controlling most of the world and most of the world's resources. But when it comes down to something like philosophy, something like anything to do with uh, social ethics or anything like that, they, they, you know, they have proven themselves. Not so much Jamie Dimon, but uh, the Larry Finks and the Zuckerbergs and, and the various kings of the earth right now have shown themselves to be stupid. Now, this is something that can be taken advantage of. Uh, because usually ruthless leaders are not stupid. So we have a whole batch here that are all stupid. And to varying degrees, even stupider than the other guy. So therefore, they can lose. They lose is one of my favorite statements and sentences. They lose. And they're going to lose now, provided people get out of the Taylor Swift stupor. Now, this, this, someone said, don't mention that. You know, she's a CIA asset, and come on. So, and like, no, she's the, the big story right now leading up to the Super Bowl, and then she'll be dead after that. Okay? Or rather, her, her story will be, not her personally, but, well, I mean, who knows when people die, right? So, uh, why is it important? Here's the other. Why is it important that we talk about it here? Because it's a huge program. It's a huge psyop. It's a gigantic uh, entry point. It's like, um, you know, I was watching the NFL myself, and then I realized I was, I, even, even me, who has every defense up, was getting sucked in. And so I finally put my foot down and said, you know what? 
I can't watch even any of this. Not even one weekend of it. Not even two more hours. Not even another 30 minutes. I'm done. I'm done. And just like that, it was over. ESPN has wiped off my set. I don't want to see women's basketball. I do like UFC. I have to admit, I know it's brutal. But, you know, there's something about it I like. Uh, It's not the same as the NFL. But you know what? I'm ready to jettison that as well. I have jettisoned sports just like I've jettisoned Hollywood movies. I don't watch Hollywood movies anymore. If it's Hollywood, if it says Disney on it or whatever, anything like that, I'm out. I'm gone. Sell it to somebody else. Sell it to a Taylor Swift fan. Do not try to sell me on Hollywood. Yes, it's okay to gang stock me movies. Go ahead and gaslight me movies. Go ahead and make me feel bad for existing as a human being movies. Go ahead and shame me for Jesus movies. No. Fuck that. And also, this little dance we're doing with, with Jesus films versus Hollywood and the induction of the Jesus film into Hollywood, not so in, you know different from the 50s. Okay. The 1950s, that is. Um, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? The, the acceptance of big money Jesus films. The Chosen, Leading the Way, Caviezel's The Sound of Freedom, also another big box office winner. And, uh, you know, people wanting what they want and is not going to make a difference. And the answer is, it makes a difference until they can sway it. Till they can change it. Now, I just saw an independent film with Sean uh, blah, 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 Flannery. What's his name? Sean Michael Flannery or Sean whatever. It's got th- three-name actor. I should know him because friends of mine know him. And uh, we were talking about hiring him as an actor on something. And um, he's doing mainly indie films these days. Well, he's in a film... A very good one, by the way, I can recommend, called... I don't want to mix it up with Insidious. What's the other name? Nefarious. Nefarious, that's his name. And he plays a demon that's about to be executed. And he is so good that it really just defies... I mean, he's just phenomenal. If this was a normal world, he'd be up for an Academy Award for that. And then the, the text is super consistent with the Bible. Oh, does it get any mention like along with the Chosen or anything? Of course not. It's bad boy. It's badass, man. It's a badass film. Nefarious. Check it out on either, it's either on Prime or on Prime somewhere. I don't know, it costs two ninety nine or something. Nefarious. Uh... And it's just basically two actors. It's really nothing else going on. They're in this prison. The guy's about to be executed. And if the psychiatrist can find that he's legally insane, then they are not allowed to execute him. And that's the rule. That's the state law. So the psychiatrist is in there trying to evaluate him. And he's really messing with the psychiatrist. And he knows things he, he couldn't possibly know. And he... And he's, he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's shown 
the psychiatrist is being evil and, you know, by getting into a few incidents to show that, hey, Mr. Psychiatrist, you think you're above it all with your worldview and your cosmology and your, you know, your science, and you seem to have forgotten everything that's... Oh! Oh! My God! Uh, I... 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 I don't, well, see, when you're crippled, that's what happened. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, a broken glass, but it's okay. It's on a surface that, uh, rip, that doesn't really matter. Anyway, the fact that that broke right there when I was talking about a demon... Uh, it's flawed. <laughs> it's flawed. Uh-huh, that's coming up at angel sign. Anyway, the the fact that it was consistent with uh, uh, the, you know the Bible story about demons and about you know basically the the army of Satan and the fallen angels and the real theological uh, conflict with Satan and the idea that this permanent condition was set up for Satan, for Lucifer, to to torture human souls and thereby destroy many that God automatically loves. God loves all the souls being tortured, but somehow in this setup, he's allowing Satan to, to, to try the souls through extreme means, you know, including sickness and violence and everything else. And, you know, most people's lives don't go in a straight line. They go uh, pretty much zigzag. And they zigzag because every time someone feels like they got it made, something bad happens. Right? And that's pretty much universal. Um, Of course, that teaches us to... uh, you know, to have humility and to realize when things are going good, that's the time to be very cautious. That's the time to stand down. That's not the time to crow necessarily. And um, but some people learn that, some people don't. The people at the Super Bowl that got there, they didn't learn that at all. They're like on to victory, and then the last guy that said that, he didn't make it. Then they're all crying. It's just really something watching the demons jump from one football player to another. They jump. I I, I saw the last game that I watched. Sorry, I watched it. Uh, What was it? It was Detroit against uh, the 49ers, okay? And they were up 27 zip at the half. The Lions, the Detroit Lions. And they threw it all away by the end of the third quarter. It was a a tie game. I mean, I may be exaggerating a little bit, but uh, it was just disgusting. But here was the thing that I noticed. And this is how I would counsel. If someone asked me to counsel a team to make them a better team, what would I do? When something goes wrong... Everybody talks about this, how we're going to react. 
I saw one player after another become demoralized. And you could see it spread throughout the, the, the unit, the, the, you know, the on-field unit that was playing. You could see it jump from one to the next to the next to the next to the next. And pretty soon they couldn't throw a pass five yards. They couldn't complete a pass. They couldn't complete a run. They couldn't do anything. They were completely helpless and just being, uh, you, you know, manhandled by the 49ers. And that was the end of that, you know. It was completely unnecessary. 100% failure because of lack of faith. Hmm. What is faith? Well, when things are going wrong, you know, it's the ability to hang in there and know that, you know, and, and, and prayer and giving it to God and all that and then being at peace with that and expecting it. So the difference it would make in terms of a team would be the team consistently continues, doesn't get demoralized like that. Seriously, it went from one guy to another. Then, then one of the linemen is like committing like holding penalties like every other play and just in, in, in areas where it would have made a big, they would have had a touchdown, you know. And it, it, it was just insane. But I, it was 100% spiritual, 100%. I mean, sure, could it have been like the CIA dialing in frequencies to demoralize one team against the other? Because they already have the outcome because Taylor Swift is going to figure into it. So it's got to be the Chiefs against the 49ers. I mean, is that what we're all with? Is it all pre-predictive programming down to a... Yes, it is predictive programming. It's all predictive programming, the whole thing. It's predictive and predictive and predictive, meaning it's double, it's double, double predictive. Double your pleasure, double your fun. You got double predictives, triple predictives, quadruple predictives. Predictives over time. And years and decades. Predictives over a month period. Predictives over a week. Predictives over one day. All predictive. Case in point. Now, if I gotten sucked in to sin any further, I would have said, well, I got to bet on this game. And if I was going to bet, I want to bet... You know, my, my heart was with the Detroit Lions, so I said, I'm going to bet my heart here. Okay? Then I took a look at the film that I'm restoring, not restoring, but I'm actually finishing it, called Angel's Tide. And uh, in the beginning, the father sits down to watch the game, and he goes, Detroit is losing! Okay, and then they lost. Just like that. So had I been tuned in, and I turned that on, and, I, and he says, Detroit is losing, then I would say, gotcha. And then they lost. And that would be predictive programming. Even though that, those words were said 30 years ago. 
30 years ago, Detroit is losing. You owe me money, he says. It was a gambling bet that he had had with a, uh, with a bookie. And he, uh, you know, it, it didn't matter at that point. Uh, Detroit's losing. So therefore, you know, he's owed a certain amount of money, so pay up, bub, you know. And, but it was said before this Detroit game um, with the 49ers, and it was said clearly, I heard it the day before, and I didn't bet on it, but if I was going to place a bet on Detroit, I would then think better of it, because I heard the predictive programming, Detroit's losing. So I refrained. Not that I have any way of betting. I don't know any bookies. I don't, I don't, I never have really been a gambler. That has not been one of my sins. It's, it's gambling is kind of like alcohol. It becomes, it can become a sin, you know. I'm sure some, I really, actually, I don't know. It's a worldly endeavor, so uh, anyone interested. But I mean, had I been in, in that situation, uh, I still would have pulled it because I heard Detroit is losing. Okay, now now multiply that by all the other things like that that are said throughout the decades, and and then and then start not just the Simpsons, and then have them start applying, and you start seeing all kinds of things. You know, everything is controlled, i.e., simulation. The, the outcome of the game is already known. The outcome of the Super Bowl is known. The choosing of Taylor Swift to be the ambassador of, uh, basically, the ambassador of Satan. Uh, well, let's just call it what it is. Okay, right? Refreshing. Just call it what it is. The ambassador of Satan. The proud, uh, multi-level generational witch of Satan, whatever. You know, uh, doesn't matter. The darling of the world, celebrated by all, is the goddess. The goddess Diana. I don't know what goddess it is, but it's, is it a redo of Diana? Is she going to be cut down like Diana? I don't know. All I know is now is the time. And a lot of times they don't have people fly that high unless they are going to get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? So you've got a thing going on there, and she's there to beguile the audience. Even if people say they're not looking, they look behind them in the box to see if she's there. And when people come up to her to say, hey, hello, I'm a big fan. She goes, please leave me alone. Oh, please go away. Please go away. So she is that utter bitch that complete, total, 1,000% bitch that nobody could live with, including Kelsey Grammer. Now, Kel, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Travis Kelsey. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Ball and chain, dude. Ball and chain. And uh, the whole thing is hilarious to me. But it's because I know the ins and outs, and I know the... the the out-of-time stuff, the out-of-time 
the sequences out of time are very accurate. It's just that they occur at times that may not be uh, you know recognizable, like twenty years ago there's something, and five minutes ago there's something, and two minutes from now there'll be something, and it's like well well, you know, what the hell is it all? Well, it's designed to get you. What do you think? It's all supernatural. You can catch it if you study it. But it's designed to get you. It's designed ultimately to enslave you and, if necessary, to kill you. It's designed to put a grip on your soul so that you can be you know, recycled at will. I, I you know, it, it's it's a. Uh, a lot of people that do go to church are subject to the mind control of uh, the system. You just go and look in the. Uh, if they have a gift store, or a. A bookstore, or a music store attached to the church. Look through there, and if you see titles and everything belonging to the various people that are being that are speaking up there, you know to quietly say goodbye. They're not supposed to be promoting their wares, you know, on church ground. It's very simple, and they insist on continuing that. I would say that you could prophesy easily. They will meet their own destruction, their own gloom and doom. They will come to the end of themselves and they will come to a place of great sorrow because they wouldn't relent when given evidence that they should have. You know, my father's house is not, you know, a house of commerce, but a house of prayer. And it's as if they didn't even... They, they didn't skip a beat. They went right on and built their, their, their bookstore. They could have their books on Amazon or anywhere else like other people. But no, they got to build a bookstore. Oh, you want to get episode one through ten of The Chosen? Here you go. And here's the pastor's signed book of uh, aphorisms from the Bible, along with all the usual suspects. Aren't you thrilled to be a Christian now? Don't you feel dirty when you go into a place like that? You know, I'd rather be, I, look, I'm safer in a brothel that's filled with drugs than I would be there. You're not safe in there. In those kind of places, Christian bookstores, I absolutely, you know, unless there's a reason I have to go there, some concrete reason, I steer clear. Just like I steer clear from the chosen. I found a little gem. I found one with uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. <laughs> I'm just guessing his name now. Uh, that may be right. Um, uh, you know, biblically accurate. He plays a demon being interviewed by a psychiatrist. Straight up. Uh, in the end, there's Glenn Beck, who's the interviewer, who's interviewing the psychiatrist. And talking about faith, and so it is a, it is a Christian. It's a Christian independent film, and people don't understand why I'm excited about it. It's because 
It's the first one I've seen that's truly independent. Because the chosen one is not independent. It's got to go along with their protocols and, and uh, you know, church acceptability is very important to them. And so there's, you know, it's okay. I mean, you know, they produce it. It's, it's, it's stories in the Bible. It's fine. But I um, revere this one because it is uh, so true in a sense of how things work. And it's so insightful and it's so well done in its own way and done without many resources at all. And I would just say that... uh, you know, it wins my vote for, you know, the, the, the best actual, you know, spiritual film. Demons, as I said last time, exist. And when you go down, and when you can't do anything, when everything seems shut in, when, when you know, diseases, my situation, everything, you better make sure the demons are not lurking about because they can uh, wreak havoc and when they know they've got somebody on the ropes they even wreak more havoc so but I've tried to warn about that try to warn about a lot of time when there's something wrong with somebody it's a demon that's taken over that needs to be cast out you need to you know make sure the person's in agreement to have that demon cast out and then cast it out We're not doing that as the body of Christ. We're not casting demons out. Oh, my friend Rich Keltner is and a few others, you know, but we could, you know, they have a call in line. They've done it on the phone. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what exactly works, but Jesus used basically his commands and addressed the demon and then commanded the demon out, out. Sometimes it's, it's a sickness. Sometimes it's a, a delusion. How many people are like a fool? And then when they get had and they wake up from the delusion, they're like, that's not me. I would never do that. You know, was a demon at play? Making everything seem okay? I think so. Seeing the destruction that would come? Sure. But as long as you're going to conduct spiritual warfare, you're going to have to, you know, realize that a lot of this stuff is demonic and you have all the tools you need to overcome it. This guy here, he fell off the ceiling. But such good... um, Actually, I think I was just in a vision there describing something I was seeing. The breaking of the crystal glass? No, something falling off the ceiling. It's not like I go somewhere and then then report back. 
but sometimes I bleed into bleed or I go into another dimension another thing like a dream world and I keep talking as if reporting from the dream world Mm. so uh, and that may be a product of fatigue which I think it is so I'm going to have to go now but my message on Taylor Swift is uh, we've been through this you all know that was it really dangerous to follow her well, if you're a susceptible person that's into goddess worship and, you know, you worship these pretty girls that, uh, that, that, that they throw at you, then maybe this is not the thing you ought to be watching. And I have no, uh, no real jealousy because I don't want to be like her. And she's, you know, really young and vibrant. And, um, you know, those, those days have come and gone for me. I already understand all that. I understand that need for hero worship or for a goddess worship. Or for, I, I had my crushes too. But I think... Having her now up up in front can only mean two things. One, she's going to go backwards. Something's got the bomb's going to fall out. And two, whatever other thing um, I was supposed to get will be in that package, which is a uh, <laughs> something to do with paintings. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was. Uh, Pretty cool item. You can take a painting and fix it. What am I talking about? I know, I was wondering that myself. What the? What, what are you talking about? I, I'm talking about some ad I saw for something. I, I don't know. I better <laughs> go now before I get myself in trouble. But I vouch for the first 50 minutes of this. First, I'm sorry, I'm at 47.44. I vouch for the first 45 minutes of this. After that, I don't know where, where my head is going, but it seems to be going into the clouds. Um, if Taylor Swift makes you want to go out and get married, then, or any of the girls out there today, I would drop it quick. I don't know what I just said. What did I just say? If Taylor Smith makes you want to get married, I would drop it. Huh. All right, Jeff. I don't think she has the... I don't think she could convince anyone in this audience to get married. But... Folks, I'm not out of my mind here. Listen, back in the days of like Marilyn Monroe, you wouldn't believe how many wives did their hair blonde like Marilyn Monroe and tried to look exactly like that for their husbands. It was just everywhere, everywhere in every city in America. And she was really designed. And, and she was designed. She was 
Frankenstein. She was the bride of Frankenstein. She was made step by step by step with chin implants and these things and lots of plastic surgery and lots of, you know, they made her. And she fulfilled her uh, her duty. You know, as a uh, MK Ultra uh, a happy automaton with uh, just terribly happy with her circumstances. No, she wasn't. She, she was disturbed by the world. And she had her own thoughts and feelings. She was rebellious. And she was hanging out with Kennedy and talking about UFOs and stuff. And she got whack-a-doodled. You know? And the, that's the thing of dealing with stuff that's... Uh, sort of priceless here because you're dealing with someone like Taylor Swift that's been, they've invested maybe a billion dollars in her ability to influence. And um, to the extent the spell is broken, freedom. To the extent the spell is enhanced, slavery. So it is a plot, it is a ploy, and it's it's good that it's being discussed, especially during Super Bowl week or the leading up two weeks to the Super Bowl, whenever it is, you know, that it's being discussed pre ahead of uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl is going to be more programming in this one probably than any other one in history. I would say avoid, not because. Of the game, I like the game, but because of the uh, program, which include all the ads, all the there's a little rhythm they get going. They've got a way to get to you and to bring your barriers down. Entertainment in America is simply mind control. There is no entertainment. There's only compliance and non-compliance, and that's where we are. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye. As as far as I can go, guys. Well, good job. And Grok, the uh, independent uh, AI chat feature, Grok, G-R-O-K, she, uh, Grok has been asked, you know, if Taylor uh, Smith, Swift, is a prop to influence voters and interfere in the presidential election. Oh, absolutely. Grok said, based on the available of course. it appears that Democrats and Joe Biden are indeed leveraging Taylor Swift's influence to sway yeah. voters in the 2024 presidential election. Of course. And that's AI. PSYOP confirmed. Yeah, yeah, she's a CIA Have asset. you heard of Grok, everybody out there? Check I, it out. I just heard of it yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. An honest AI. Well. Not programmed. Confirms what we already know. About her, she's, you know, is what she is, but I, it's hard to believe that America... Are they still pulling into the Sonic Drive-In? Are they pulling in to get some of those, those Burger King fries? Are they pulling into the... Uh, all of this helps you to avoid... Listen, I got one more funny thing to tell you because, uh, you know, people sometimes ask me about gang stalking and stuff. Well, 
One way to avoid it is to be like you're in the system. Like, you know, you know go to fast food restaurants. <laughs> There's something very funny about that. Okay. And we will see you next time. Thank you.